Comics episode 132. Uh, Brooks, Star Wars The Last Jedi came out on Thursday. Uh, I have seen it. I assume you have as well. Oh, Lord. Yes, I did. So I was, should we do have, a full review or, or what do we think? Well, I mean, you're like a tertiary fan. So I'm, I'm curious what your take is. It's something that I feel like is like, a, you know, take it or leave it kind of guy. Um, I've, of the three that have of the of the three that have come out, uh, uh, Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi. Um, I thought this was the worst. God, I can't, I can't, I can't. It was, even, dude. Can't. There was a solid hour and a half where it felt like nothing was happening. Uh, well, I mean, that is the product of somebody like you. I mean, no offense. <laughs> no, no offense, but I mean, like, I've got so many, and I, 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 I'm a hater of Harry Potter people and Doctor Who people and what have you people uh, Battlestar Galactica would be a good example <sighs> I mean I was so in it there are so many things that happen in this movie that if you're a long time lifelong truly fan of this franchise where you're just gasping about like what what they have done and what they are doing with this in a good way so I'm 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 a I'm gonna say that I I loved it I was so uh spent when it was over and I had to go somewhere afterwards and I was like I have to go meet people after this Jesus I'm so upset but you know whatever fine I I could have done without basically Finn's whole storyline with that girl going to the other planet Benicio del Toro's weird character. Well, well, it was a, it was a redirect. I think that unlike what they have done in past Star Wars type movies is they give you a very um I actually was discussing this with somebody uh during the uh Steelers game. Sorry. That Unlike past movies, this was not a, a cookie cutter ribbon. Here's your solution. It was all, and I hate to spoil this for people that haven't seen it yet. You should see it, uh, listeners of this show. Things that they that they went and tried to do to have a, a solution. And there were many attempts at things like this did not pay out. They did not pay out, and and things bad things happened. But I think that for for people that watch Star Wars films, typically that was a bit of a gut punch. So I, I can appreciate why they did it that way. That's my only, you know, that's my commentary on that. Does that make any sense? Um, I mean, I guess. I, I just think it was very weird and boring. And then you get the long, it was very drawn out when they're like trying to race back to finally get back to them and help. And we got to have the scene where they call them to say that they're slowly getting there and they're doing their best. And like, just, we get it. You went, you went somewhere else to like do the thing and now you're trying to get back. Like it was, it seemed like some wasted scenes, some stuff that could have been edited. Um, well, that, have, so that was, that, I mean, that have, was weird. Uh, so is, is Leia, like now like a superman type being that she can like float back into the ship because well i mean i thought she was like dead in real life so i thought it would give them an opportunity to like have this ceremonial oh, that is, off in one of the that, movies like that that has been a very popular uh what this is your chance to kill her off uh i don't know i, I don't know but also like i i mean goddamn. uh when, when carrie fisher died to me that was a real you know just bad that was bad that was not that was Sad for nerdy folks, but I mean, I don't know. But I also really enjoyed how they uh, handled that scene. Uh, see the movie, people, and it, it needs your money. Well, see the scene. Yeah. <laughs> it does need the money because it's the second biggest opening of all time. But and I assume the people that would listen to this have likely already seen it. And if you haven't seen it, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Skip ahead, you know, five minutes or whatever of the show. Well, you know, we're talking through spoilery stuff a little bit. But yeah, that. So and so, I mean, there's just things that you, as a longtime fan, super fandom of this, that I just need explanations to. Is all like, okay. so okay. you know, they they introduce what's his face. That's is what's his Snoke? Is that his name? Yes. So he was was supposed to be like a decoy that he was like a ever a big bad guy. Like we kind of really ever got no backstory to him and now he's that has been a very uh 
popular uh, fan pr- what what I thought we were supposed to get and I think again this movie's biggest uh, if I can roll in general if the movie is a, is a is a whole is things like Ray's parents and Snoke's origin and this and this and this were not r- big payouts and and, and you know, okay, that that that's that that's kind of that's, that. You know what I'm saying? Like people expected these answers, and the fact that it was just like not big payouts is in its own way like a, a big like rock and roll. Like no, nope, that's that's not that's focus on the big the big picture. Whereas I think you know even you know back in the 80s or 90s they would have like gone out of their way to make it be like Leia is her secret mom. She had an abortion. <laughs> but, but 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 seriously, the fact that that was not something they, that they really cashed in on is also kind of cool. You know what I mean? But what makes you think that they're not just slow playing it out to yet another movie and there will be some twist and she will be well, someone's kid? Well, what makes me think that is maybe that would be a thing. But <laughs> but like Jesus Christ. I mean, I I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think that all the all the I feel like the best scenes are when they're doing some battling, and there was not enough of that. The scene of Kylo and Rey going at it when when Snoke does die, I don't feel like lasted long enough. The I mean, the scene with with he and and Luke towards the end was good. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I do feel like there was like the first hour and a half was just going from like this character story to this character story to this character story to this character story. Um, you know, here's this person that's going to come man the ship now, and Poe's going to you know disagree with her over and over, and it, it it seemed to drag out for a while but until things finally got. And I'm not saying it was a, it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it was. I just don't think it was as good as The Force Awakens, uh, and I think I enjoyed Rogue One more than it all. That's well, it. yeah, That's you it. are you are going to tank the fuck out of this show. So anyway, let, let, let's move off from here because you're ruining the whole thing. Sorry. And, well, I mean, I'm me too. I, I I don't forgive you, but anyway. So what else happened <laughs> <laughs> this week? Uh, Disney Fox finalized, announced the deal. It's like sixty some, sixty six billion dollars. I think it needs some sort of final, like government approval type thing of a purchase of this magnitude. Uh, but I don't, I haven't seen anything that says this it won't happen. So we officially get uh, Fox movie rights thing. So everything from Deadpool, the X Men, Fantastic Four, sort of back in the Marvel Studios realm. Um, so you know, possibilities. There's been a lot of stories of you know we've got one listed here of MCU Fox fan theories that prove they already share the same universe um i've seen things that that say you know the movies that are coming out this year are going to go as planned and then dc's i mean not not goodness uh disney's taking a long hard look at things so you got new mutants deadpool 2 and the newest x-men that are slated to come out this year but then things like x-force um gambit those types of things that were in development but not officially shooting yet those are most likely not going to see the light of day I would X-23 imagine. was one. Yeah, the X-23. So it's it's a lot of interesting time ahead. This deal comes to a close. Yeah, I mean, look, I realize there are uh, monopoly-type implications that could be had with this announcement. But I'm like, let's do it. I love it. I love the whole thing. Uh, that, that 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 makes me a soft-brained American. <laughs> I love it. I, the, a guy I work with is all is very like politically motivated, perhaps misdirected. He's like, do you know what will happen if this thing, if this merger becomes? And I'm like, I, I what that Wolverine and uh, Storm <laughs> could be. Uh, uh, that's all I need. Thank you very much. So yeah, 
whatever. I mean, he's got a point, but yes, it's hard well, to it's, <laughs> it's hard to look past the awesomeness that will occur. From His him. point is under miles of dirt that was generated by my excitement. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, Disney's now going to own like a majority stake in Hulu. Uh, you know, all these different <laughs> newscasts and yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Right. What was what was the? I feel like I was reading something where they were talking about bringing everything under one umbrella. Did did Fox own any sort of rights to like old Star Wars or something? Yes, uh, only Episode Four. Okay, and New Hope. So what? What was the did they did they not have like I guess why do they only have that one movie was it like a uh, desperation uh, needed someone to finance or something I don't understand first of all I'm worried you're gonna shit on Star Wars again so uh, my only comment would be that that there has been no like ultimate release of Star Wars uh, because of that one holdout and now you can have your I'm not gonna shit <laughs> I'm not shit I enjoyed uh, the I movie just, I just didn't like it as good as as uh, much as the other two please please I, I just you're you're the hairs on my neck standing up. Oh Let, let's go. Let, no, but let, I'm, but I'm serious. That's a weird thing. Like a, that, that one random movie within a you know an eight movie um, thing is it was owned by someone else. Especially weird given that like you know we sold Lucasfilm to Disney and it didn't include this. That's, I mean it's just it's just going to be fodder for me to go read and see what the story is behind that. Well, but it's just interesting. Well, well read read more, respect more, youngin. Young Pad One. Oh. <laughs> All right, so debut review. What do we uh, have? Rumble number one. So this is a reboot. Don't call it a reboot of one of our favorite books here on the show. A uh, friend of the show, John Arcudi, came to uh, pimp this in its first iteration. Uh, this is the second, which substitutes David Rubin for James Heron. Uh, Heron was the original artist creator who went on to work on other things. And uh, this was dubbed as Soul Without Pity, Part One. Rathrak is back, but who is he exactly? Once an ancient warrior god, he has resurrected as a sword wielding scarecrow, and now Rathrak has. Transformed yet again, or has it? a new face of Rathrak and a new direction for the series when the critically acclaimed Rumble. Re- oh God! Uh, <laughs> so I mean, I, I clearly I like the idea of this book coming back, and uh, as you mentioned, John Arcudi, f- uh, fan of the show, but uh, I I like the idea of it coming back. But I, the art to me was not nearly as strong as yeah. what James Cameron brought to the table. And I think that, again, when you have a creative team who really get each other, and I mentioned this last episode, Saga, Paper Girls, uh, give me another one, quick. Have people been together a long time? Yeah. Uh, Wicked Divine? Yes. Um, when when you lose that one piece, whichever side it is, it just, it's, it just it feels so gut-punching. And to me, this... This is an example. It just, you know, I, I see how they really try to make it uh, for new readers and they threw a nod to people like me and you. And I just think it suffered under that whole trying to please a lot of people plus the new art. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it would have it would have done better to I guess it's been so long since that first little run ended to sort of pick directly up and sort of squash new readers, but it doesn't have like a super long backlog that I feel like if this was marketed well enough and people got interested, it's very easy to pick up the previous books of this and get get acclimated a little bit to the world. Because um, this first issue has to cater to new readers um, quite a bit, and you sort of lose a lot of the good that happened in, in the first run. And yeah, and the as I was, I hate to shit on uh, this guy who's a very good artist in himself, way better than I will ever dream of. Um, but it's not; <laughs> it's obviously not. Yeah, it's not James Heron's work. And you know, we talked with John about this book. We read a lot of the back pages. I mean, Heron created. He wasn't like he was just an artist on a Batman book. He created these characters. Yeah. So what what came to life were 
you know, details and specs by, by Arcudi of what something might look like or given some direction. And then James Heron puts it to page. So, you know, this is someone taking someone else's and, you know, trying to make it their own. But in in a book like this, that was so good because of this crazy world that they created with this, you know, insane cast of characters. Um, It's going to be tough to tough to keep that going if the art isn't there and and on point. I mean, I think I'll for sure. It was it was nice that it instantly popped up. So the subscription carried over in Comixology. Right. That was nice. I, I have not canceled that. So I will read number two and, you know, hope to see where John takes this story wise. But, you know, definitely not as a strong a debut as the original. As sad as that is to say. Yep. Yep. So like you said, I will continue on. But uh, uh, I feel a little, you know, you know, what's the word I'm looking for here? Sad? Disappointed? No, that's sad. Or okay. disappointed, perhaps. Okay. But uh, uh, cautiously hopeful for the best in here. Comic Book Roundup has it as a 7.1. That's not and that it had the And it had the 15, an average rating of 8.4 for the 15 issues of the So okay. not the well, only ones so- that share this. All right. Anyway, so uh, otherwise, oh, wait, sorry, next week. What have we? Next week, we are looking at Backways number one. Uh, this is There's a Hidden Nation, a nation of magic and madness, one that exists in all the forgotten space, the basement, your attic, the haunted house down the street. Any one of those might be a part of the Backway. Anna Merrick lost someone in the Backways, and she'll stop at nothing to get them back, even if it means unleashing something unimagined. From Justin Jordan and Eleonora Carlini comes the brand new series of magic, mystery, and mayhem that is a sh- that is sure to appeal to fans of Harry Potter and the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> oh, why oh. we pick this? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, we didn't read the full uh, preview. Well, Patronum. Let's do it. <laughs> what else did you get to this week? So, um, I see you put a few in here. Uh, I definitely read Mr. Miracle number five, which again, it's a great book, even though I'm always scratching my head like, what? Here's, I thought of this, so here's how I feel when I read Mr. Miracle. So I was not in, in like high school and everything when you have these like English lit classes. Okay. I, I was never one that read a lot, read like, you know, you have some friends that can just pick up a novel and read it through in a few days and, you know, can fully dissect it and write a 20 page report. Whereas... You know, I would be forced to read it and I would read it and, you know, I'd see the story but not be able to get like the underlying tone and what I what I was supposed to get out of it. That's how I feel when I read it. Like I'm reading it for a, a lit class and I'm like, you know, getting the story and I see what's happening. But if I were if I had to write a report about it, my report would not be as in depth as someone else's who like draws some like life lesson out of it. I feel like I'm missing something and I'm not smart enough to be reading. Yeah. Well first of all you're plenty smart. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel the same way. I'm like, I just if if I were more ensconced in the DC universe where a lot of characters and I feel like you like minor ones that I've certainly never heard of are, are, are having a role. I'd be more appreciative, but I, even still, I'm like I can tell it's well done. Yeah, I can tell I, I can tell it's smartly layered. That's why I'm smartly, still reading. Yeah, exactly. So, well, yeah, there must be the breaks. I want to um, be one of the cool kids. <laughs> well, <laughs> so it, it, it was number two of Pace Magazine's number, you know, 25 best books of the year. Uh, so also, okay. So I see you put this in there too. So Wiccan Divine Christmas Special Annual Number One. Dear Lord. Okay, thank you. I know what you're, what you're talking about. Mm. Without without be uh, dicks. Yeah. Okay, that would that. Caught me so <laughs> off guard. Uh, sex in, in, in comics is not wildly off base, right? But right, we right. got to see a lot more 
going on. Yeah, right, so, right smack dab on the page. Was very much unexpected. Uh, wasn't quite sure what was what was happening there. So this is the Christmas annual, which is the first annual that they've done. They've done these one shots back in time, but now there's this weird annual. And I've mentioned before, this is one of the things that I just, probably the only thing that I really dislike about this series is that whenever they take their break, and I certainly don't don't mind the breaks. I mean, we like we just talked about having the creators stay on books and given time to develop. And, you know, that's what makes has made Saga so unique is they do the six issues, they take their break, they come back. Wicked Divine does the same thing, except when they do, they do these one shots that go back in time, some different artists. They've got right. this annual that with a different artist that Kieran a few different artists it it just like throws me for a loop and i would rather kind of just like not have read this annual <laughs> like, i mean I, what do we get i can't think of any you know uh plot advancing things other than it was shocking on yeah. some levels uh, well so anyway yeah so we'll, that so yeah. that happened so uh, there's uh, gonna be another one shot i believe i read the back and then the series doesn't pick up again until march so uh, we got some time on this so I also read Runaways number, Runaways number Four, which I know that you read too. You know, still fine. Uh, we're getting a little more layered type. Okay, so there, there's something happening beneath the scenes. Yes. Right? So something nefarious will be going on soon, which I feel like on some level, especially if you're new, you'll be like, finally. To me, I feel like it's pacing the same way the old book did. So I'm cool with it. Uh, yeah, and I've then, got no issues with this. It's a, you know, it's a book that was gone for so long. They're trying to get everyone back together. And like as we've mentioned before, every every issue is, has been you know centered on different person and we had some great a great scene between molly and uh, victor in this one um some good storytelling i can't wait till they finally run away or you know get into whatever shenanigans they're about to get into and uh i will just take this uh brief second here to say that i'm fully caught up on the tv show as well and that's that's still very much going strong well I wouldn't know. And then also, I uh, was coming, doing a few uh, Comicsology Unlimited uh, books, and I read um, um, uh, a couple of Electra books, and I read uh, Hulk, which is the She uh, She Hulk book after uh, Secret War. No, Secret War. Sorry, Civil Wars. That was one that uh, that okay. one, which is good. I recommend it. I really do. Okay, that's about it. Feel bad, but well, not that bad. That's fine. Those those three were all were all I got into. So you did one. Oh, well, here you go. Okay, so <laughs> well, luckily it's a short show, so we have some follow up news, which would be that if you, you made it this far into the show, you have already heard the new themes. Right. <laughs> Do you want to give any little backstory into this? How it was created? You know. Uh, all right. So I guess the, the the backstory would be that uh, I, I I'm fortunate to have friends that are more creative than I am, and a friend of mine uh, owed me a favor, and I said we need a theme song so he actually went and did yeah he's, he plays for a band up here called uh Petico. they're buddies with um the fat jewish are you familiar yeah okay so anyway so he laid on these tracks and threw the vocals down and he goes let's let's finish it so anyway we incorporated some of the lyrics that you've heard from like we could do a whole show, uh, and it, which you would probably it, well, you've already heard. So uh, that was that done. It it, uh, it sounds like it took like uh, three minutes, but it took about three weeks. But we're well, done. Well, when you hear big time songwriters say like, "Oh, you know, the thought came to me, and I sat down on the piano, cranked this uh, number one hit out in an hour or two. Is that is that what happened here? Did you have some revisions? Did you? Because I had, I had nothing to do with this. So um, I would say uh, first of all, uh, Jakey Rabinowitz is the guy that took care of it uh i think he spit it out real quick and he it was trying to he was trying to you know uh strong army over the certain nerd elements of the lyrics right uh he's like that's not very punk and i'm like neither's the show <laughs> and neither, neither is comic book reading but uh we finally settled on a, a couple of the 
the lines, which would be like, you know, we could do a whole show and uh, long boxes. He was like, do people know what that is? And I was like, yeah, well, yes, of course they do. And he was like, <laughs> he was like well, isn't that kind of hypocritical? Because, you know, you, you read them on your iPad now. I was like, that's because of, of, of real estate. That's not because of my preference. I would love to flip pages. Uh, but anyway, so when I was all said and done, we just laid it down. That was it. Done and done. It's so easy. We should release it on iTunes. I bet you we Make should. some money. Well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Jake. <laughs> Be, so that was that. Before we head out of here for this, so I've got, I want to circle back on all this. So Bleeding Cool did a story where all their writers rank all the Star Wars movies thus far. Okay. And there's, there's way too many writers to go through, but they did I, do I, a... I, I did see this, but okay. go ahead. They went through the consensus and sort of tried to pull some averages between everyone's thing. So I just want to compare these with, uh, with what yours would be. Okay. So they've got... Uh, well, I'll go from worst to first. How about that? Okay. Okay, the worst, Phantom Menace. Agree. Second to worst, Attack of the Clone. Okay. Number seven, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Number six, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number five, Return of the Jedi. I'd flop those last two, but okay. okay. Number four, Rogue One. I thought that was great, but okay. Uh, number three, The Last Jedi. Number okay. two, A New Hope. Number one, The Empire Strikes Back. I would agree with that mostly, based on what I just said. I mean, look, if you weren't born and bred and raised on this stuff, I can see why you'd be like, what? But like for me, when I see these movies, I get so goosebumpy and just so like like my heart hurts over certain parts. And I, it's, is that bad? I'm, I'm sorry if I sound like a emo bastard, but that's how I feel. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean like my, my dad cried when Mickey Mantle died. Do you understand? It's the same idea. My poor dad. You know what? Mickey Mantle is long dead. <laughs> yeah. but, you, but do you see? Me on vacation? Yes, yeah, I see. Okay. Uh, okay. I couldn't pass that up. I, I, I get it. And you you are uh, uh, mistakenly putting my um, un uh, what's the right it's my downplaying of this most recent movie and to think that I hate all of these things uh, I'm just not as into it as you I still want to enjoy the movies I just did not enjoy this one as much as Rogue One and The Force Awakens but but you would but you would if you really I mean, I mean maybe that's presumptuous I believe that you would because the Force is within me tells me so but seriously <laughs> if you really if you really had come up through certain times you would be like oh my god the weight of this thing the, the blue milk comes from this thing you know what i'm saying i don't know whatever we're all gonna <laughs> whatever we're all, whatever we're all gonna die who cares someday we will yes anyway well, well so this marks the last uh show i i think of uh 2017 from here anyway because i will be home next week yes Are and we gonna do one in person is that what's happening i think so all i think right. it has to happen well i will have you know that i have been saving all of the debut reviews in their own list. So to prep for that, we can. I have it set up for us to easily go through all the debut reviews that we have done this year, and we could uh, do our little top five thing that we did that one time. Well, we could do a top five. Yeah, a whole show. <laughs> all right, we, because that's... we read too many comics. That's what I'm saying. 